Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to this episode of Not Your Average Tea Time. I'm your host, Tobaria, and I'm joined with Travis and Christian today. Today, we got a lot of ground to cover, but I think it's going to be some good conversations. So we're going to start off by picking the division winners, and then we'll talk about our Super Bowl predictions. So let's start off in the AFC East with you, Christian. Uh, who do you have coming out of division in the AFC Patriots. East? Patriots, right off the bat, huh? <laughs> Didn't waste any time. Why do you say? No, I think I think it. So I do think it's going to be a, a lot more competitive. Obviously, you got Tom Brady, another year older, but I'm not going to count him out. So I do think the Patriots will come out as the winner of the uh, of the division. It'll be interesting to see what their receiving corps uh, looks like. They just brought back Demarius Thomas uh, today after waving him a couple days ago. Uh, Nikhil Harry starting out the year on IR, their first round pick out of Arizona State. You don't know what to expect out of the tight end position with now Rob Gronkowski. Uh, retiring and whether or not we'll see if the Patriots can, uh, Patriots can talk him out of retirement at some point this year. Uh, it doesn't seem like that'll be the case from his comments earlier uh, last week, but uh, you know, still a, a pretty solid defense. They get Jamie Collins back, uh, who of course uh, had uh, quite a few uh, solid years, Pro Bowl years uh, with the Patriots before he was uh, with the Cleveland Browns the last couple of years, but they get him back on defense Um might be missing Patrick Chung at safety. We'll see what's up with that. Uh, but, you know, again, they're, they're the New England Patriots. They've ruled this uh, division uh, for, for a decade plus uh, now, uh, going on two decades um, with uh, Brady and Belichick. But uh, the, 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 the other teams in the division, I do see them making a push. Uh, maybe we get a wild card team. Maybe that's the Jets. Maybe that's the Bills. It will not be the tanking Miami Dolphins who uh, look to be on their way to, to an 0 and 16, maybe another 1 and 15 season as they uh, shake a bunch of stuff up, including uh, getting rid of uh, Laramie Tunsil, uh, their best defensive tackle as well. This morning they got rid of him. Uh, a bunch of turnover there in Miami. They get rid of uh, Kenny Stills. Um, and then, of course, they got Ryan Tannehill uh, being named the starting quarterback there. So I think it's safe to say that the Miami Dolphins won't be in discussions of uh, uh, top two teams in this division. But uh, when it comes to the Bills and Jets, I expect that to be a very close uh, a very close race. But uh, at the end of the day, I do think the uh, New England Patriots uh, end up coming up on, uh, on top of this uh, AFC East division yet again for uh, what would be probably uh, 20 years straight. <laughs> That's the stuff of my nightmares. But how dare you say they may not have Patrick <laughs> Chung? Like, my man is not battling like, cocaine charges. Hey, hey, hey. It's just allegedly. I wasn't going to bring it up. I was just going to say, there, there might be a reason why he, may, he might be missing for a couple of months or years. <laughs> All right, so Christian goes with the Patriots. How about you, Travis? Kind of hard to argue. Uh, history kind of repeats itself. You have the GOATs um, playing for the Patriots still looking like he's in his prime, um, even though he's in his late uh, late years. Uh, Tom Brady just doesn't seem to be slowing down. And what is different about the Patriots is that they have Josh Gordon returning. Um, when when he's on and if everything goes well with him, he should be a valuable piece of part of this team, Samaritan Thomas. The Patriots has always seem to find a way to make things happen. And I know they've been experimenting with a number of tight ends. Um, releasing and cutting and signing new players. But one thing that's going to make them stand out and make them more dangerous is their running back stable. They have a lot of horses in their stable. Um, Tony Michelle, um, they got Damian Harris in Alabama now, who could be a force. 
to be reckoned with. So you never know. And then coupled with their defense, I know uh, they lost a defensive coordinator who's now head coach of the Lions. But a Bill Belichick-led team always has a defense that is, you know, above or around average. So they can be tough to contend with. But that being said, um, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that a team dethrones them uh, sometime soon because Brady can't play forever. Um, but I think if any team can do it, um, Adam Gase, when he was the head coach of Miami, you know, he seemed to have the Patriots number, a uh, way to kind of beat them. And that with Greg Williams, this should be a fun defensive team to watch to see if they can dethrone them. But if not the Patriots, I would have to say, I know you're a Jets fan, but, you know, I see the Jets probably have the better chance here um, with doing that. And you talked about it, and that's why the Jets are going to be my pick to win the AFC East this year. I know what you're, think, you're thinking I'm a homer, and you're right, I am. But I think Jets <laughs> can, can come out of the division um, at 11-5 and five and win the division this year for the first time since forever. But here's why I say that. Brady, as you mentioned, is not getting any younger. He always starts off September fresh, hot, and then you get to the later months of the year, and his arm falls off, and then they become a running first team. However, the Patriots just lost their center for the rest of the year. So who did the Jets just pick up in the first round of the draft this year? Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams is going to be able to move that pocket and make Brady uncomfortable, just like the Jets used to do when they had success previously. So the only thing that concerns me about the Jets and my prediction is that their cornerbacks are very, very thin. We got Tremaine Johnson. We got Daryl Roberts. We have guys. I can't Brian Poole, but after that, I couldn't tell you who's four and five. Um, there were going to be a specu- there was speculation that there were going to be a lot of moves made during the um, waiver wire transition on cut day, but that didn't happen. So cornerback positions looking a little thin. There's still time to address the position um, this season, but. It's looking like they're going to go to battle with those. And when you look on the other side of the ball, Sam Darnold's in year two. It's his team. Um, he's not a rookie anymore. He's making big boy NFL throws. They beefed up their offensive line by adding um, Kaliche Osimile and Brian Winters returns. And then they brought Ryan Khalil, the center from uh, Carolina, out of retirement. They beefed up the interior offensive line. Um, they went out and grabbed Jamison Crowder from Washington, and that's been Sam Donald's favorite receiver this preseason. Um, Chris Herden is looking like to be the, he's going to be the best tight end the Jets have ever had in my fandom that I've been – my short fandom, but my Ooh. fandom, yeah. So, best tight end they ever Better had. than Kellen Davis? Are you kidding me? Better, Are you serious? <laughs> better than Kellen this Davis. This guy had a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. <laughs> But, you know, he's facing that four-game suspension right at the gate, so um, they may start off s- slow until he comes back. But um, toward the end of the year last year, when Darnold was on that streak through the last four games where he threw six touchdowns and one interception, um, he, he was a big reason. He's a big part of Sam Darnold's success. So we're going to see how the Jets respond. Like, new look offense, Travis, you mentioned it. Adam Gase was part of the reason why – the Dolphins were so successful against the Patriots um, in the two years that I think that they won against them. So, I'm, I know you never bet against the hood. The house always wins. But I'm saying this is the year, 11-5. and five. 
they're going to start off rough. Everybody's going to say the house is falling down, but, you know, Jamal Adams, his steady hand will calm everything down. And did I even mention Le'Veon Bell? Like, I feel like I didn't even mention him at all. Um, He's here. I I didn't mention him because he didn't play in the preseason, but that offense is revamped. The defense looks like it's going to be schemed to beat the Patriots. So the Jets are my pick to win the AFC East. So... Wrapping up the AFC East. I'm not imagine how I luck on anybody, but uh, you know, kind of the Kevin Durant effect. Hopefully, Le'Veon Bell can stay on the field and be healthy throughout the season because taking the year off football, you know, it's pretty significant. I'm sure, he can be pretty healthy and his will can be all right. But yeah, hopefully, he holds up. You're talking about the the depth of the uh, offensive line. Imagine how tough things must have been in the the Khalil household for Ryan Khalil to, to come out of retirement to join the New York Jets. Jeez. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it was tough. I'm saying that uh, it was actually great. He said, hey, honey, there's this young 21-year-old kid who is slinging this thing. He went through six touchdowns and one interception in the last four games when he came back. I think he needs my help. I'm going to go and help him just take it to the next level. So, in all seriousness, I wonder if the, the USC connection had anything to do with that, if he really obviously he had to feel some type of way about the uh, the future of uh, the future of where this franchise is headed uh, under Sam Darnold. Um, I wonder if that connection, the USC connection that they both had, had a big part in that. You know, early reports said that it actually did. They said because uh, they, they both went to USC, they knew people, so they were able to talk to each other and like, hey, what's Sam like? What was Ryan like? and see if it was going to be a fit for both sides. So USC connection came in, and, you know, it, it, for me it was a match made in heaven, but I listened to a different podcast, and they said that Ryan Khalil didn't do so hot um, his last year in Carolina. So Tim, my expectations are just sky high. Like, uh, I'm like <laughs> sky high. But, yeah, we're going to wrap up the AFC East. So I'm picking the Jets, and you both are picking the Pats. And – We'll see, man. But we're going to move on to the AFC West. AFC West, we have Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. Christian, lead off. So I'm probably going to take the easy way out in this and just go with the the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it's kind of hard not to choose the Chiefs. But uh, this is going to be another one of those divisions that I could see really coming towards the the very end as it did a year ago with the Los Angeles Chargers and, and even the I expect a, a bounce back year from the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, a, a team I'm really not sure what to think of is the Oakland Raiders. A lot of turnover, a lot of new pieces added to that team. Uh, you know, John Gruden, Mike Mayock got a lot of their type of players uh, in the office now on that team. So uh, really looking forward to seeing what the Raiders do this year. Um, you know, once upon a time, I was a Derek Carr fan, but uh, now with John Gruden there, I'm not sure if I'm totally bought in on what he's doing uh, yet. Of course, they got Antonio Brown. So, I mean, uh, whether you like the guy or not, I mean, the, the offense side of the football certainly got better when you add a, a, a piece like that to the team. Um, going back to my winner, though, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, this time a year ago, nobody would have expected Patrick Mahomes to have the type of season that he did, throwing over 40, uh, 50 touchdowns um, a year ago, uh, and now here he is, you know, pretty much the face of the NFL. 
Um, you know, he's got got pieces like a Sammy Watkins. Tyreek Hill won't be suspended. They are missing Kareem Hunt for well, he's now on another team, Cleveland Browns. But uh, so so that running back position will be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, on that, of course, they did just uh, pick up Lashawn McCoy over the weekend. They're they're relying on uh, some late rounds, some undrafted uh, free agents from the past as well uh, on the depth chart at running back. Um, and then the defense side of the football, they're, they're missing D Ford, but they've uh, addressed some needs on the defense side of the football in the draft, uh, drafting uh, Colin Saunders, uh, a defense tackle out of uh, Western Illinois, uh, Juwan Thornhill, or yeah, Thornhill, uh, uh, safety out of uh, uh, Virginia. So, so they're relying on a lot of young pieces, specifically on the defense side of the football. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, when you got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, leading that offense, and you've seen what he was able to do last year, some magical things, some things that we've never really seen before. Um, you know, the sky's the limit for that team, and uh, th- th- that might just be uh, my, my AFC, uh, my, my team to come out of the AFC, but we'll get to that later. Um, hard not to choose the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West, but I do expect to be very competitive, um, probably the most competitive division in the AFC with the Chargers and Broncos uh, just behind them. What do you think about that, Travis? I I honestly I couldn't agree more, Christian, what you said about um, that division being the cream of the crop of the AFC. Um, it's essentially uh, you have a lot of teams, a lot of good teams in this division, and I know it's easy to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going to throw you a little curveball. Not really, but I'm going to say that actually the Chargers are going to take this division this year. And the reason I say that, I know they lost Derwin James for a little bit of time, and that's a pretty significant player to kind of lose in this uh, in this time, this day and age, because of what he brought what he brought to the table. But the Chargers are one of the most complete teams in, in the in the AFC in that division, especially too. Phillip Rivers has been slinging it year in year out. He just continues to get better. Keenan Allen had a, enjoyed a full healthy season. Um, in which he was available, and he has weapons on weapons. Um, I know right now Melvin Gordon is dealing with a contract situation, but even without Melvin Gordon, they got running backs who can kind of get the job done. But what really makes them stand out is that Melvin, uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa are both dominant figures when watching the games. Uh, quarterbacks had no time at all to really throw the ball. So I think it could go back and forth between those two. But I think at the end of the day, the Chargers is gonna will probably take this division. But here is a hot take. I think there's gonna be obviously a division winner. But my bold prediction, and I know we'll probably get to that later too, um, is that there would be three teams coming out of the AFC West that are going to the playoffs. Mark my words. Wow, uh, that'll be something. And and, and the Oakland Raiders do not do not sleep on the Broncos. Do not, especially as Bears fans, we kind of know what Vic Fangio brings to a team. And I know it's only preseason and all that, but you have Bradley Chubb who is coming into his own, who can be the next, you know, who can be like a Cleo Mack and Von Miller. So you kind of look at it; they kind of have a a more upgraded defense than the Chicago Bears did because. Yeah, Von Miller and Bradley Tuff versus London Floyd and Cleo Mack. Or I, I don't think I don't think a, a rookie season has ever gone like so 
I, I, like Bradley Chubb Twilight? had 12 sacks last year. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. no. Has anybody even mentioned that? I, I feel like I've not heard that at all. I mean, no, yeah. nobody. You know, when I hear conversations about Bradley Chubb, it's you know, oh, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick last year, but uh, you know, he fell to the Broncos and didn't really pan out. Turns out, you know, playing off the side of Von Miller, oh, he you know produced uh, better than most veterans, but better than uh, Shane Ray did uh, probably in his <laughs> three, four-year tenure Shot there in, uh, in Denver. And uh, 12, 12 sacks as a rookie. I mean, that's, I mean, whether you're playing across, uh, you know, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt, I mean, that's impressive no matter what. Yeah. And uh, you want a little, a little blow to belt with that Shane Ray comment. I'll forgive you because uh, I am a Jew homer, but that's okay. Um, we'll live on. But, no, Bradley Chubb, I think he's going to maybe take that to new heights this year. So, the defense is going to be stingy. And we don't know what the Raiders are going to produce, but, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say the Raiders, even though they got John Gruden, they'll probably finish last in this division. But I think the three dogs that are going to come out are the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. That's my bold prediction early on. Well, I'm going to echo your thoughts there and say that the Los Angeles Chargers will surprise everybody and win the division. I think it's going to come down to week 16, week 17, but Phillip Rivers is going to master some fourth quarter drive and drive him down to the field and, and pretty much solidify his legacy and you know I think that the Chargers have all of the pieces to surprise people I think that depending on how the Melvin Gordon situation goes a recent report said that they have suspended contract talks with him but um, I think that what they'll see is that we have a t- chance to be really 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 special Austin Eckler is a really good running back, but he's not Melvin Gordon. So we will hey, yep. do something, whatever we can, to get him in here for this one season, continue our run. Um, you didn't talk – you talked a little bit about their defense, but when you think about the bookends they have with Joey Boza, Melvin Ingram, they lost Derwin James um, with the foot injury. But um, they have a chance to be really, really special. Um, and the Chiefs – here's why I didn't pick the Chiefs. The Chiefs have switched over their – um, defensive coordinator. I forgot who they have now, but Bob Sutton is out. And as I'm talking through this, I'm kind of saying, wait a minute. Uh, I feel like it's Steve, Steve Spagnola. Yes, yes, Steve Spagnola. Steve Spagnola. Don't know much about Steve Spagnola defense, but I know that the Chiefs had the was the 32nd ranked defense last year. So mm-hmm. it has to improve. Maybe, maybe I'm saying this now because they were one play away from stopping Tom Brady and going to the Super Bowl last year. So as I'm saying this, maybe they come out of the division here. But I'm, who knows? Maybe they're one of those teams trying and to it, talk and about. And, and to that point, it's hard to repeat that. It would be it would be hard to repeat that unless you're the Patriots. But I just think that it'll be close. But the Chargers might squeak out on top this year. I think. Yeah, that, I, I mean, it's, it is going to be close, but I think the, the addition of Steve Spagnuolo, having him control this defense, he was, of course, the defense coordinator of the New York Giants uh, uh, Super Bowl winning teams, and they took down the Patriots. And, uh, you know, he, he knows what it's, what, what, what it's like to have a successful defense, and they've added some players. I mentioned a couple that they added through the draft. Of course, they got Tyran Matthew uh, in the offseason uh, to, to shore up their safety position uh, with uh, Eric Reed, of course, uh, dealing with injuries over the years, and now, of course, he's a, currently a free agent. But uh, I, I think that Steve Spagnuolo uh, addition to this team will uh, will, will will pay dividends uh, certainly towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, I think 
like I said, they can only be better from 32nd ranked, but um, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. I think that the Raiders um, have a chance to be good going forward. You know, they got the three first-round picks, and they took um, – Jesus, this is me. Josh Jacobs, um, Cleveland Farrell, and who is the safety? Josh a- Adams? Abrams? Abram, Jonathan Abram. Jonathan Abrams. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that this is gonna take a time take a little bit more time for all of those pieces to gel and for them to be a contender. The Broncos, um, as you said, we, we talked a lot about Bradley Chubb and his twelve sacks and it was on display in the preseason how good he can be. He blew past Joe Staley, the veteran left tackle over the forty ers and just oh it was a it was a thing of beauty if you ever just want to go watch that. He sacked Jimmy Garoppolo for a strip sack fumble, and I was just like, yep, the Broncos is going to be that team to watch on the defense because then they, you know, they added Vic Vangio, Von Miller could see your career year resurgence, Chris Harris is back. Um, the Broncos is going to be one of those sneaky teams. Everybody, Nobody's talking about them. I think they like it like that. Everybody's talking about the Chiefs and Chargers, but Joe Flacco's back there, and he's one of the he's the best quarterback they've had since Manny has left. Um, they unfortunately lost Drew Locke to IR from a thumb injury, but I believe that's just going to be short term, and they expect to see him back. But oh, yeah. sure, yeah. So it, it's really going to be an interesting. It's going to be a wild, wild west over in the AFC West. But mm-hmm. again, I follow Travis. My pick to win the AFC West is going to be the Chargers. Now, we're moving on to the AFC North. And I don't know about you guys, this was the hardest division for me to pick. Christian, who did you have one in the AFC North? Yeah, I don't know if I want to – I mean, I want to hop on the the, the hype train of the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Uh, There's so much to like about that team. I mean, you you just start off with the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, You got Baker Mayfield heading into year two. Um but then you got the experience of both the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to stick with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I know they. I mean, they, they were without Le'Veon Bell all of last season. That now they're going to be without Antonio Brown, their two best offensive pieces. Um, you know, I was at their training camp about a month ago, and I expected that to be like the, the main discussion point. Um, it wasn't brought up not once. Neither Le'Veon Bell's name or Antonio's Brown name was brought up not once from what I heard from fellow media members or fans, anything. Uh, so, so it seems like they've done a, a great job trying to replace those pieces. I mean, they didn't really miss Le'Veon Bell last year um, with, with uh, James Conner really picking it up. And we've seen the emergence of Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he's a legit number one wide receiver in this league. He has great chemistry with uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger already. Now you need some other pieces to step up, whether that be uh, James Washington, the second-year wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. Um, they brought in Dante Moncrief. We'll, we'll see what they do there. Um, I like Vance McDonald at tight end. Uh, we, we all remember the, uh, the legendary stiff arm to Chris Conti uh, <laughs> on, uh, on uh, primetime football t- uh, TV. Uh, I believe it was uh, two seasons ago, but uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, uh, Vance McDonald, I think he he's more than capable that, of being. Uh... Chris Conti. <laughs> he went to IR, but uh, yeah, yeah, injured reserve retirement. I mean, either way, it was forced. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, like you said, probably one of the tougher 
divisions and all the league to choose from, uh, mainly with those teams, Steelers, Browns, Ravens. I don't think anybody's really expecting much out of the Cincinnati Bengals, but crazier things have happened. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with the experience. Again, Cleveland, they, they've had a lot of really nice pieces, whether you talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, again, you got Baker Mayfield heading into year two off of the stellar rookie season. Uh, a lot of pieces, a lot of reason to like that team. Uh, a rookie head coach, Freddie Kitchens, we'll see how they do uh, year one under Freddie Kitchens. But uh, I'm going to stick with the experience. I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the AFC North. Can we all agree that we all feel that the Cincinnati Bengals will be in the cellar this year? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Especially I the AFC North, yeah. To A.J. Green. Yep. Like, they, it's just no way that they'll win the division. I I just think that with everything that's going on, it seemed to have it seemed to be the team with the least amount of positive uh, buzz going on right now. And then, yeah, the A.J. Green, I know he's going to be out for at least a month, but – He'll come back at some point, but even if he comes back, you know, it's just hard with what the other teams have going on. So, so Travis, I mean, they're definitely in the cellar. So, if you pick them in the cellar, who's on top for you? Who's on top? Yeah. Man, that's tough, too. Um, I have pitched for Steelers look younger on defense, but it had to be Ben and all, and all the things to use that question. So, it's hard to, to root against them. Um, I think... I think the Browns defense is going to be so scary, actually. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go on record and say I think Miles Garrett might be a wreck, more of a wrecking ball than the Von Miller and Bradley Chubb tandem. Mm. I think he's going to be cool. such a force. He's going to make all the difference for the Browns because he's going to be that quick and that good. Um, so I think the Browns will surprise some people. Um, but I will say I'm actually going to go with the Browns. I think the Browns are going to shock the world, and I think that they're going to be top of the division. They're going to ride the high train. I'm riding it too, I guess. Um, but who is going to be second in that division? Um, that'll be tough. I'm actually going to say the Steelers. I think that although Lamar Jackson um, is a running quarterback, he can throw it and they have a good defense. I think the Steelers with um, their new uh, new toy, new linebacker Devin Bush, they're going to shut that down. They're going to figure that out and they're going to just stop them. So I think the Steelers would be second, Ravens would be third, and the Bengals would be fourth. You know, and you mentioned it, um, Lamar Jackson. But before we get there, um, I was in Cleveland recently, and right after the Odell Beckham Jr. trade, and everybody I talked to, I was like, "Hey, what's it like?" And like, it is amazing. Just like the energy and hope that that one trade has brought to the city of Cleveland. because they knew they they had it the year before with Baker Mayfield, they said you know Baker brought the energy, he brought the juice, he made us not wear paper bags to the stadiums again. But um, now that we actually have weapons in place, we can make a run for the playoffs. We can make a legit run. So the energy and the hype around Cleveland is palpable. Um, people just really, really, really are excited for the season. But that's not enough for me. I think I agree with you. Um, Bengals in the cellar. I think third place is the Browns. I think that they're gonna have one really? two, I think they're gonna have one or two games that doesn't go their way and it's just gonna be like that dark cloud over the season and it's just gonna hang over them. But second place for me is the Steelers. 
So that means I'm picking the Ravens to win the division. So I'm curious, why is that? Why the Ravens? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a Lamar Jackson trooper. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Over over Mayfield though. Over Mayfield. Um, Mayfield's my boy. Um, everybody knows that when that draft he came out, that uh, I was expecting the Browns to take Sam Darnold, who I watched because mm-hmm. I'm a USC fan. Sam Darnold was magical when I watched the USC. I wanted the Jets to take him, but Browns had the first pick. Browns taking the quarterback. So I was like, they're gonna take Sam Darnold. I better watch every Baker Mayfield pass this season, and I did, and I fell in love with Baker Mayfield. Just the, the mm-hmm. accuracy, the surprisingly his mobility. Uh, you, I say that, and then my mind instantly goes to him getting chased down by that cop. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can he can move around a little bit in the pocket. He's not a statue back there. Um, accuracy is phenomenal. His moxie, he's a leader. I fell in love with all those traits on Saturdays, and I was hoping to watch them on Sundays. But the Browns took him, so I knew he would be good. I was ecstatic we have Sam Darnold, the youngest starting quarterback ever. But we're talking about the Browns in the AFC North division, and I'm a, I'm a Lamar Jackson trooper. Um, I believe that his running element adds a different piece to the game that the other quarterbacks in the division don't have. Um, when he has to pass it, he's he can pass it. As some of his throws very errant, yes, um, he's the Josh Allen of this division. But um, he's been working in the offseason to make sure his pass has been more accurate. And I think this preseason we saw him take that next step. Um, the passes were on their money when they needed to be. They weren't just totally just nowhere near the vicinity of the receivers. So I'm, I'm, I'm buying into Lamar Jackson. I know, And then they added Mark Ingram in the backfield. They added Earl Thomas in – the defensive backfield. So I really think that their defense, they, they let Terrell Suggs go over to Arizona and they lost another key piece. I think it was a Darius Smith to the Packers. Yeah. Yep. So they definitely had said, okay, it's time for us to take the next step. Time for us to let the new guard come in here and then uh, have these guys keep going and then see what we can do now. They got younger on defense. Um, so that's my pick for the AFC North. I got the Ravens. Travis, you have the Browns. And Christian has the Steelers. So, Christian, I'm curious. what's your uh, Who's your second? Are you, do you agree with his ranking of the division? Uh, At Ravens, besides the Ravens Steelers, Browns, Bengals. I'll say this. The, the Ravens aren't even starting the best quarterback on their roster right now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's a hot take, Dang. but it's not <laughs> really. But it's not really. Fresh off the press. It's a hot Yo. take, but not really. <laughs> no, Man. no, I know, I know they're really. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to look at my phone again. Like, what? Did you just say that? Uh, yeah, so, so Team Trace McSorley. Uh, no, no, I'm just, oh, just even, kidding. Even Again, I do, I do have some love for uh, I do have some love for Lamar Jackson. I need to cool it down. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I again, I don't think the Browns are really going to live up to all their hype. I do think they find a way to uh, at least come in second place behind the Pittsburgh Steelers in this division again. And then they, um, I mean, there's there's just so much talent, and, and we've seen teams like the uh, Philadelphia Eagles dream team, uh, what probably almost ten years ago now, um, really fail at it. But I, I think this this 
Cleveland Browns team. I mean, there, there's just so much talent on this team. I mean, on both sides of the football, too, Travis, you mentioned Miles Garrett. I mean, he's already uh, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, what, what, entering year three, I think it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, he's only going to get better from here on out. Um, the pieces they got on the offensive side of the ball absolutely stacked, whether you, you look at the uh, quarterback, running back, wide receiver position. Like, let's not forget a tight end, David Njoku. I mean, uh, that guy's probably have Njoku, uh, David Njoku. He's yet to really live up to his hype, but uh, I, I don't know if there's a, a tight end in the league that has a higher ceiling uh, than, than what he does. And now bringing in Odell Beckham Jr., having uh, Jarvis Landry. Let's not forget they just traded for uh, the wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Ty- Taiwan Taylor, uh, yeah. who, who's a, a really uh, one of the, the, the best slot receivers in the league, probably. Um, I mean, there, there's definitely going to be some opportunities for Njoku to get open and maybe live up to that uh, that hype uh, against former first round pick. So uh, I, I think at the end of the day, Steelers win the division. Um, while there's a lot of hype and a lot of love and a lot of excitement for the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if they really get it done this year. They might sneak into the playoffs. I do see them uh, finishing second in this division um, with the Ravens being third and, uh, as we all agree, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, finishing last. Yeah. My last little tidbit on this division, again, um, I go back to Miles Garrett again, but I, I mark my words, this year he would be a top five pass rusher in sacks easily. Top five. That's a bold prediction. Top five. I think I know top who five. you're picking for defensive rookie. Candidate. Write it down. <laughs> Well, not, it won't be Miles Garrett, but write it down. Oh. He'll be top five pass rusher this year. All right. We'll write it down. Everybody, you okay. listen to this podcast, you'll come back and you'll call Travis out on it. But All right. <laughs> now we're going to move on to the AFC South. So, AFC South, we have the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. This one was hard for me to pick, too, but Christian, we're going to lead off with you. Who do you think have taken the AFC South now that Andrew Luck is no longer in the division. Yeah, I mean, that kind of just threw, threw, threw it all off. I mean, I, I would totally go with the Indianapolis Colts if uh, Andrew Luck didn't just retire a week ago. Um, I do like Jacoby Brissett, but, I mean, there, there's no denying that there's a drop-off there between Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. We've seen Jacoby Brissett was the starter there two years ago. They finished 4-12. and Now, that was just a totally different Colts team, though, whether you want to look at the, the coaching staff the talent overall, uh, again, both upgrades since then. So, I mean, they, they will be better than 4-12. Um, they, they just have to be. But I, I think i got to go with the Houston Texans, man. I know they've caught a, they've caught a lot of slack the last couple of days with uh, what their uh, front office has done, or, or like thereof, I guess I should say. Uh, over the past couple of uh, over the past couple of days, whether it's uh, getting re- or trading Jadavian Clowney for uh, – but what you would think is just uh, uh, a bag of air deal of a deal. Yeah. I mean, really, really. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, he goes to the Seattle Seahawks. They, they trade so much to, to get Laramie Tunsil. They traded more than what the bears traded a year ago for Khalil Mack. Um, but you, at the end of the day, you are getting one of the league's top left tackles in his prime. Uh, you know, Laramie Tunsil could still play for another 10 more years if he decides to. And at the end of the day, that's the top priority for the Houston Texans is uh, protecting 
Deshaun Watson. They spent a first-round pick on a left tackle, Titus Howard out of Alabama State. They uh, used a second-round pick on offense tackle, Max Sharping out of Northern Illinois. Both have kind of disappointed so far in training camp and preseason, so they go out and really, uh, you know, push push their pieces to the table and, and acquire Laramie Tunsil. They, they get Kenny Stills in the trade as well, which, um, you know, a quality-wide receiver – um, to, to line up with uh, uh, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. So another piece for Deshaun Watson. But, uh, again, at the end of the day, I mean, uh, you know, the, the Houston Texans playing in the same division as the Indianapolis Colts. They've seen what Andrew Luck has gone through, uh, you know, over the years with, with the lack of protection. They don't want Deshaun Watson to pull a, a quote-unquote Andrew Luck in three or four years. Uh, so they did what they had to do to protect Deshaun Watson he has the pieces. Let's not forget on the defense side of the ball. Yeah, they lose Jadavian Clowney. They still have J.J. Watt. They still have Whitney Merciless uh, coming out off the edge there. Um, so I, I think this is the Houston Texans uh, conference to lose. And then it, it gets really interesting behind the Houston Texans. Uh, you you got to think that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to uh, have a bounce-back year with, with the talent that they have on defense now bringing in Nick Foles, a quality quarterback. Um, because really, I mean, if we're being honest, that, that's all they need was an average quarterback to have that team uh, make it to the playoffs or, or further, possibly in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, instead, they, they were uh, blessed uh, with uh, Blake Bortles. Um, feel, feel so sorry for them because that was a, a really special defense a couple years ago. I think they get back to that uh, shape uh, this season. Um, Indianapolis Colts, again, a very talented team. Uh, they probably would have been my choice to win this division if not Andrew Luck re, uh, retiring just a week ago. And then the Tennessee Titans, probably one of the bigger wild cards uh, in the NFL for me because, again, very talented on defense. Love Jarrell Casey on that defensive line. Um, then on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, a big fan of Derrick Henry as well. Um, but Marcus Mariota, I mean, he, he's been one of the <laughs> – I don't think people really pay too much attention to it or, or give him a lot of slack because he's so well-liked, uh, you know, off the field and personally. But uh, he has not been uh, been cutting it for the uh, the Tennessee Titans the last couple of years, and he's certainly not been living up to that uh, number two overall pick hype uh, that, that he was chosen from. Uh, so this is really a, a big year for Marcus Mariota. It's a big year for his uh, uh, the, the player that went ahead of him in that same draft, uh, Jameis Winston as well. Uh, in the NFC South, but we'll get to that later. So, um, yeah, I think this is the Houston Texans uh, conference or division to lose. And then behind them, I got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, At three, I'll go Indianapolis Colts. And, yeah, I think the the, the Tennessee Titans, I'm not really going to expect too much out of them. I think they'll finish uh, last in the uh, AFC South. How about you, Travis? How do you think that the Titans will – Stand up in this division now that Andrew Luck is uh, to hang him up. Uh, Titans, man, um, they're one of the. I hate to say it, and you know, uh, I hate to say it, but the Titans are one of the least interesting teams to watch. It's because of what's been going on. Um, Mark Mariota uh, has been very inconsistent with staying on the field, and that's been the problem for Tennessee. But even when he is on the field. Um, things aren't always great. I know they have a lot of players or a few players that retired and moved on. Um, they have Derrick Henry, kind of like what Christian said. But I think it's no doubt in my mind that they'll probably finish last. Um, 
throwing shade on teams. Don't mean to do that, but uh, <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the Texans are the ones that pull away from this division, um, because if there is a third team, I guess I have a root for it. It would be the Texans on my list. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. And then Andrew Luck retires, so I'm not really sure what to really expect out of Jacoby Brissett and the Colts. Um, that being said, I know my division winner I'm going to go for. I'm actually going to say it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think uh, old St. Nick is going to be there. I'm not saying he's going to replicate the same success he had uh, in Philadelphia, but um, he's definitely an upgrade over Blake Bortles. We can all agree on that, sure. So they're going to be taking a step um, higher. And they picked up Josh Allen um, via the draft, and I really like this guy. I I knew it, I, we obviously knew it would be impossible for like the Bears or someone to get him, but and we knew he's going to go high. But I think Josh Allen is going to be a beast on that team, and the defense is going to be a little bit better. It won't be as dominant as they once were before, but be dominant enough. Um, so yeah, I'm predicting the Jaguars are going to win the division, but I'm hoping, not even secretly. And the Texans walk away with us. Yeah, so I'm a huge um, Deshaun Watson fan, and I think the thing Same. that him and um, the guy's name escaping me now, wide receiver for the Texans, what's his name? DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, how did I not remember nope. that? I think, <laughs> I think uh, Watson and Nuke's uh, connection is going to be lethal, and hopefully they get Will Ford back for a full year and he stays healthy, but they have insurance in case he doesn't, and um, Kenny Stills. So I think that the Texans are going to do good this year. I think they may sneak into the playoffs as the wild card, but I'm going to follow Travis here and say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the division. I think that, to Christian's point, um, all they needed was a capable quarterback, and they would have been into the Super Bowl, or if not, won the whole thing. But instead, they rolled out Blake Bortles. They refused to trade for Teddy Bridgewater or anybody else who could actually pass the ball competently for it but I think this all changes now with Nick Foles he doesn't have to be Foles magic or whatever his nickname was down in Philly he just has to be better than anything Blake Bortles was and Leonard Fournette I think he has grown he's uh had some off the field issues and just um what people are saying are maturity issues but um he said he has all of the negative people out of his life so hopefully he's more focused on Hopefully his focus is back to football, and he's going to have a bounce-back year and stay healthy. Um, but with that being the case, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars come out on top. I think the Titans, they have two quarterbacks that they think can start for them. And they say if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Uh, Marcus Mariota, I was a huge fan of his coming out. I was hoping the Jets would take him, but as Christian said, he just has not lived up to that billing that they thought they were getting when they first had him. And so they brought in Ryan Tannehill from Miami, and Ryan Tannehill has looked very, very serviceable in the preseason. So um, the Titans are one of those teams that early mock drafts have them taking a quarterback because they cut ties with Marcus Mariota. And if they do, you know, it's going to be one of those. Hopefully he bounces back somewhere else because, as Christian said, he's a good guy off the field, but on the field he just doesn't cut it. Jacoby Brissett, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of his in, in Indianapolis. Uh, I think him, Marlon Mack, T.Y. Hilton, and 
Eric Ebron have something special going on. They can continue the offensive pace up. And everybody's kind of bearish, bullish, bullish. Everybody's bullish on the Colts right now because of Andrew Luck isn't there. But I think that if you look at what he did when he played behind that offensive line, that it was two different offensive lines. It's two different teams. His offensive line was horrible, absolutely horrible when he played. Didn't have the weapons. And this is the same system. So he had another year in the system. He got to learn what he needed to do, why certain plays are called, better situations. And now he have time to actually sit back there and actually survey the field and make the right throws, make the right reads. So this was going to be tough. It's going to be a dogfight. But um, I have the Jaguars coming out on top of the AFC South. Yeah. Hi. Uh, you gotta take yeah, it can go either way. But we can see how the Texans' offensive line hold up because if they, their offensive line hold up, we can be having a different conversation, actually. I think. But I don't know. We'll see how the Larry, Larry Tunzel sweet trade works out. Hopefully it does because they gave up a lot. I, I think it will. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's definitely going to perform and he's going to yeah. be the Larry Tunzel that, that we've seen in Miami. It's just. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're going to be playing devil's advocate with, with this situation, as we will here in Chicago with the Oakland Raiders' Khalil Mack trade. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, you know, two, three years down the line, we'll see what those picks turn into. And at the end of the day, that's how it's really going to be uh, judged. But, I mean, it, it was needed. You know, Houston Texans need to protect Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he's had injury. Uh, he's had an injury uh, history dating back to his Clemson days. He's had some injuries here already in his short NFL career. So uh, definitely got to keep that guy up if they're going to have any type of success. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's, here's something, too. So I know the Texans uh, recently, they have struggles with running back. Lamar Miller is out for the season. And they signed Carlos Hyde. Um, and I forget who else they grabbed. Duke. Uh, they got someone Duke else. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson, right, right. So you have Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. Doesn't really scare too many people. I read something today that um, Melvin Gordon is looking for a new contract, and since the Chargers don't really seem to be one to give them one, and the Texans GM seems to be willing and dealing, that would be quite a trade if they acquired uh, Melvin Gordon on that team. It would be something. That's, that's the thing, though. It would have to be a trade. I don't know if the Texans are in a position right now to, to trade any other uh, draft pick. So I, I don't know if there's a player – you know, you're not going to trade a J.J. Watt for a Melvin Gordon. You're not, you're not going to trade a player. You, you wouldn't trade a, a really a quality player at, at a quality position for a running back, you know, how the running back mm-hmm. position is looked at nowadays, and it's kind of a, a position that you could throw anybody in there. So I think they're going to roll with what they have right now. I'm actually really high on Duke Johnson. I, I've been really looking forward to seeing him uh, get the bulk of carries in Cleveland. That never really happened. So now it looks like this is his uh, perfect opportunity in Houston. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm not really sure what to make of the Carlos Hyde acquisition. I'm not really sure what his role might be. It sounds like he was going to be cut from the Kansas City Chiefs that maybe the Texans didn't really need to make that trade, but they did. Uh, so so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think Duke Johnson, though, you know, uh, since Lamar Miller went down, Duke Johnson's uh, certainly the next guy up uh, at the running back position for Houston. Guys, we can't mm-hmm. bury the lead here. The lead of the story here is that the Texans don't have a GM. Billy O'Brien right. has been making all of these moves, 
And that's why people are saying, this is why you wait. This is why you have a gym at all times. You don't get fleeced for that bag of air that you got in exchange for Jadavion Clowney, even though the move had to be made. You don't give up all of those picks for Laramie Tunsil, even though Deshaun Watson had to be protected. But I don't know. I think if I am Billy O'Brien, I look at my roster and say, okay, who do I got? I would give up both Carlos High and Duke Johnson for Melvin Gordon. I make that phone call and say, hey, what do we oh, do? Oh, I would too. I don't. What, I don't what think do we do here. I don't think. I don't think the Chargers do that. So I think they're perfectly happy with Austin Eckler, uh, Justin John, uh, Justin Jones, and then they'll they're they're perfectly happy with waiting for Gordon. I think they know that at the end of the day, if they're going to make a run, the Chargers that is that they're going to need Melvin Gordon. Uh, you know, taking carries in the backfield. It's going to be fun to see how it all plays out. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see it. But, yeah, so we just wrapped up our AFC predictions. Um, you guys both had the Patriots coming out of AFC East. I had the Jets. Um, Christian, you had the Chiefs. Travis and I had the Chargers coming out of the AFC West. Um, Christian, this is one we all disagreed on. Uh, you had the Steelers. Travis had the Browns. I had the Ravens coming out of the AFC North and to wrap it up to AFC South. Um, Christian had the Texans, and Travis and I both had the Jags. So that was our wrap-up of the AFC, and now we're going to go over to the NFC.